welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. And I am super, super excited because for this next hour, we're going to be spending it with someone that I got to hear speak for the very first time ever at the Grow Your Business for God's Sakes conference. 
this incredible human being's story blew my mind. And one of the statements that they stated is the one sentence that plays over and over in my head from that conference. And so without further ado, guys, I am so absolutely excited to introduce you guys to Mighty Mel, Miss Mel Seal Jones. Can I please get some mic flashes and unmute and let's welcome Mighty Mel to the stage. Welcome Mighty Mel. Thank you so much. I love that, Jeff. Wow, what a voice, Jeff. You the man. Yeah, Mighty Mel, yay. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I love Mighty Mel, are you so excited to be here? I'm so excited to have you here. Are you excited too, Queen? I'm so excited. Yay. So, Mighty Mel. So, oh, of course. I'm so happy. If you guys don't know who she is, first off, I'm gonna I'm gonna pin right up top. Uh, I'm gonna edit this pin and I'm gonna add her Instagram because I want you guys to go follow her on Instagram because you have to see the incredible talent that she has. Something that is absolutely captivating to me to watch. Um, but before we get into that, Mighty Mel, you have a pretty exceptional story. When I'm reading your bio, I first off, I love it because I love the way you talk about your husband. <laughs> uh, you know, and I love just the way that you're just putting it out there. Like, hey, if I curse, please forgive me. I don't always have control over the words that are coming out of my mouth. But talk to us. Why is that the case that you might just suddenly curse or you may not remember the point of the conversation? Tell us your story. What brought you to become the Mighty Mel we know today? Okay, well, partly I want, first thing I want to say thank you to Glenn. The, 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 the moment that I saw Glenn on stage and then I was like, oh my goodness, I was talking to my dreamy husband and I was like, oh my goodness, I found my twin brother and my my husband comes up and he's like okay do you you know you're a tiny little white woman right like he's a six foot black man like he's not your brother and it's like you don't know (laughs) and the um ridiculous of he decided to put me on stage and i'm so grateful for these connections and meeting all these amazing people like alex and all these amazing people and thank you so much um but you're asking about my awesome english (laughs) um it started um in four years ago in 2008 i was um we were running three businesses and i was this wife this one that I don't know if you've all heard this quote of every powerful man has a powerful woman that you never see. And that's who I was. I was the one behind all these big, strong men, and I was fixing all their problems. And in of the stress running those three businesses and everything went sideways, like so sideways. And for me, um, I believe that um, God universe is rigged us for winning. So whenever horrible thing happens, you rigged it and you take the black stuff out and use it as the fuel to build something good. So we're rigged for a win. So in this moment, um, uh, it showed up. Uh, I think it mostly started when my husband was leaving. He got in his truck and I came up and I was like, no, it's so important that you need to um do this stupid job and he's like what Ugh. and then he did this 
husband thing, my dreamy husband, he, he's fine. He turns his truck off and he goes to do this stupid job I asked him to do. And then one of my client called up and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? I have a headache, but other than that, I'm great. And it's like, and they're like, well, you didn't show up for the photo, for the photo shoot. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've never, I've been working since for the last 20 years. And I haven't, I've only called in sick once my whole life. And the fact that I didn't show up for a photo shoot was like, rocked me like so much. And then I called my best friend because I was so spinning. And she's like, you know what to do. Like, at this time, we were running three businesses. And we were building two brand new houses and flipping a third house. Plus, one of my business was commercial photography. And my third one, commercial photography. Um, and um, in this spinning, I called my best friend who told me, you knew what to do. So I sat down on the floor and I'm meditating and playing this, this auto book of Pono Pono. And I was manifesting and thinking about the future and thinking about all these amazing things because I just felt, did this biggest project, this massive project that we couldn't believe that we got through it. Like we were building two houses and the builder, real, uh, the builder, um, the the guy building these houses, he had to fire all of his employees. So he's building 12 houses and him and his wife are building them. He, um, and so we went through everything. Everyone's yelling and screaming. It was crazy. And then I, um, I was two weeks away to the end. I feel like I got all spinning here. <laughs> no, so that's okay. So that's okay. So just to kind of reel you back in. So you were sitting on the floor manifesting. Your friend told you, you're listening to the audiobook. This is in 2018. You had just missed a job and you never call out. So what was the cause of you ultimately not making it that day? Well, the... Um... Um, sorry, I'll just go. So I was on the floor meditating, listening to the book <laughs> and the, um, and manifesting and thinking about my future and what I'm doing. Cause I just did these huge projects and this is great. Let's move forward. And I'm asking these big, big things. And then this voice this higher self is like, okay, Melanie, you can have everything on your list, but do you want it fast or slow? And it's like, fast? And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. I'm like, have you, have you seen what I just did? Like, yeah, I want it fast. I can do hard things. And they're like, okay, scream or you're going to die. And I'm like, what? And that moment, my body fell asleep, like from my neck down. And I could, I could feel my, it's like when life slows down and it very slowly, I could crinkled two crumples, like as my body fall asleep, I crumpled, that's not the right word. Crumpled, my, I crumpled to the ground. Like moving, yeah, like crawl, you know, when you're a kid, you're crawling, uh -huh. that's it. I crawled twice and I put my head in front of me, there was a door. So I crumpled, tw crawled, I crumpled twice, put my head out the door and I, heard that voice okay scream or you're gonna die I'm like so I started screaming and I screamed 
and I screamed and I screamed and I got so tired, so tired. I'm like, okay, I'll just take a nap. And then that higher self is like, okay, it's way easier to be an angel right now. But if you want to be alive, you need to scream, but it's way easier to be. So I'm like, I'm not done. So I started screaming and I'm screaming and screaming and screaming. And then my dreamy husband, he was still here. So he came over and picked me up. And luckily, uh, I would love to be like, oh, honey, just take me to the hospital. Oh, no, 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 no. I was screaming and yelling at my husband. I was like, no, take me to the hospital. He's like, no, I think he's just stressed. I'll just put you over there. So I'm like, no, I can't feel my body. Take me to the hospital right now. And that's when I blacked out. And luckily, two blocks away was one of my best friends, that builder. He was two blocks away and he came up. And he was also a firefighter. So he was trained for this. So he knew exactly what to do, support my husband. And my husband supported my kid. And the next thing I woke up is I woke up in the hospital and I couldn't move my body from my neck down. Well, it turns out this explode, this voice, I had a brain aneurysm. It was such such a huge brain aneurysm that they gave me a 95% death, less than 1% to ever walk and talk again. And that's why they started calling me the Mighty Mel because of that. But the like, there's so many hilarious and crazy moments, like waking up in the hospital and seeing my mom holding my hand on the right hand and my dad holding my hand on my left hand, and they're smiling at each other. Now, the thing is, is that my husband, my mom, and my dad flew from Canada, across Canada, and they divorced 33 years ago. They never stand in the same hold and hold my hand and smile at each other. So I knew I'm not okay. And then I watched my dreamy husband crying in a gray chair as what my nine-year-old walked up and she says, it's okay, dad, she'll be fine. And I'm like, I'm not done. And I swear at that moment, I was standing beside, looking down. There's so much emotion and so much like, we're going to lose everything. I guess with the, the, like, I know it's a lot to wake up in the hospital, not able to move your, your whole body from your neck down. And then your parents knew that they flew across Canada and their, um, Uh, like all four of my parents flew across Canada to be in front there. So I knew I'm not okay. And I'm standing there beside me going, oh my goodness, this is a good story one day. Get to work, put your head down. You know, my mom did this thing. She would go to the bathroom because no one ever bothers you in the bathroom. So you go into the bathroom, have a little cry, and then you come out, make a pot of tea and you get to work. And so that's what I did. I freaked out and then I said, okay, I'm trained for this. I'm always rigged for a win. Everything is set for a win. So three years before this, I was obsessing about our brain and how the brain works. And so when I'm sitting there in a bay, in a bed where I can't move my body, and I remember this story. I remember this story when I was a teenager and my dad called me over. We were in a tra- trailer park at this time. So our house was really big. And at this time, we had this TV where it's live. So you either see it or you don't, right? So he just listened this documentary about this guy who had, he kept having strokes. And the doctors decided, I bet 
this kid is going to die. But I think if I take more of the brain out, it's going to stop the stroke. And I believe the brain will do whatever you want it to do. So if we take the brain out and he kept doing surgeries and surgeries and surgeries. And at the end of the documentary, they showed the brain and there, it looked like there was two inches of brain left. And this, this kid grew up to be a lawyer. And so in the story of like, okay, I can't move my body from my neck down, but as long as I have two inches of brain, I will be fine. And I told this story over and over and I, I couldn't do anything. All I could do is control my brain. So I went into my brain and I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a leader. So I went in my brain and I imagined that I see, I saw a team of employees and these are the best employees in the, in the whole world. And I found a box and I sat on top of this box and I started with this motivational speak to this group of entrepreneur uh, employees telling them, okay, there's no reason why I can't move my body there. So you need to figure it out. And I am at, and I watched every one of these employees going through following every nerve in my whole body, figuring out what was going on. And I remember the, the manager came up and say, okay, Melanie, we all took luck and we figured out what's going on. We need to give you a stroke. And I was like, okay, okay. There's like the damage is so big to wake up your body. We have to give you a stroke and we got to delete something. I said, okay, what do you recommend? It's like, okay, uh, uh, you have so many educate, so much education. You're highly educated. Let's delete that. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. My education is the most valuable. Nope. And they're like, what about stories? Oh my gosh. You are a door-to-door salesperson. You have stories from people all across the world. Like, Let's delete those. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Stories are so valuable. And they're like, okay, what about English? Oh, frick. English is so big. And it's like, oh, I hate English. Okay, I was never good at it anyways. So go ahead. You can delete English. And I remember, okay, I'll just learn it again. Billions of people do that. And they said, okay. And that was the moment where my stroke woke up my body and it deleted all my English. And when I woke up in the hospital, I didn't know I had this, I didn't know how bad I was. And it's definitely this place of, um, Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I don't know if, have you ever had a computer? You kind of broke up there. Um, Mel? Sorry, my phone keeps dinging. The, um, have you ever had a computer where, um, you had that blue string or like, um, uh-huh. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The that, blue screen that, of death. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it, it dies. Right. And when they come where they fix it back, you get all the files, but they go into weird places and some of them are damaged and some of the pieces, oh, they aren't. So the stroke 
um, I'm so grateful for my stroke because I totally believe that we're rigged for a win. This horrible thing, you know, like the moment that I woke up in the hospital and I couldn't move my body. Well, luckily I just learned about the brain and how it works. So I knew how to fix myself. Like everything is a win. And so the stroke that let's be real, the stroke sucks because it deletes random things. There's things that you can't do, things that you can't, and no one can see it, right? So there's, um, it's almost like I have, um, like our phone, you know, how our phone, we have four bars or we one bar. Right. And at four bars, <clears throat> our smartphone does everything, right? right. You're fine. Right. But when you, yeah. But when you have one bar, you can't hear, you can't speak, you can't text, you can't get, to, you know? And so my brain is the same way. But when I have emotions, that's when I, it, it's kind of like I'm driving my whole life. Sometimes I have four bars, sometimes I have one. And if I have no bars, it can actually start turning off my body. So because my damage was so big, um, because I couldn't, all the nerves to control my body, um, oh, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you have a, uh, the energy's gone in your house, a black uh -huh. Um, and when you have a black blackout and you have a battery, you're like, oh, well, I have to only use this power for what's important, right? So my body is the same way. My brain is controlling my whole body and my words. And when I have emotions, it starts turning off part of my body or it limits the amount of words that I have to speak with. And... Um, it's so hard. I'm like, I want to just download these like four years and educate the whole world and get them understand. And there's this, um, Tim story talks about these whispers. Uh, yes. Right. And so this whisper is like, no, Melanie, they made you for a reason. You're here specifically to make people care and make the world a better place for disabled, showing them how to um yeah like i'm so driven and to educate and get people to understand and show well, it's them. giving you it's giving you a mission and so to kind of i wanted to hear i wanted everyone to hear your story because i think it's just so captivating now like i mean you have a horrible brain aneurysm your brain literally explodes you then have your but this is what's so interesting through this, right? So when you said that, our life is already rigged for us to win. I remember writing that really big, and I say that to myself all the time, but you believed that even before the brain aneurysm, it sounds like, is that correct? Was that a mentality you already had? Always, it was always. Like the, every every moment in my, my life is that way. Everything, because I believe that it's rigged for a win, everything horrible that happened, I'm like, okay, I'm set up for this. Like, right. You're ready. You can handle it. And then also what, what I find like in, incredible is first off, I just want to say real quick, guys, it's, she's in Vancouver Island. It is 
3.52 a.m. So it, I'm, I'm in Florida, Eastern Standard Time at 6.52. She's three hours behind us. She's here sharing her incredible story. You had a brain aneurysm, you had a stroke, but through it, you're actually able to kind of tap in to, I don't know if the right word is imagination or what, but like, you know, I'm picturing that movie in and out or, or inside out, you know, where <laughs> the emotions of the little girl inside and there's joy and there's anger and all this. And they're yeah. kind of like at the control panel, making things work. I, I see you in your brain talking to those people, make like, hey, okay, guys, I got work to do. I got things to do. We got to figure this out. How important do you think is both believing that you're rigged for winning, which obviously has helped you through this, but also having the imagination to actually take yourself to a space that you're telling your body to work and work it does? Yeah, like I can, oh, I have hundreds and hundreds as stories that I shouldn't be here or things, you know, there's, but your belief of rigging that the world is rigged for a win, it your brain goes like, oh, because our brain wants to solve problems, right? And so when you believe that I'm set up for a win, it, your brain just starts fixing it. Like there's so many times and and the way that the right person always shows up, you know, like we do things. I, I've always had this intuition that I follow. And I do things that makes no sense. Like I remember in high school, there was these two, um, you know, there's two people that wear black and everyone's afraid of them. And I was walking by this guy eating his lunch in his car and he realized that he needed a, a fork. And I was driving, I was walking by him and I was like, oh, I have a fork and a spoon. So I just walked right over and I was like, oh, and I offered him a spoon or a fork and he takes the spoon and I sat down in the car beside him and I ate lunch. And I, as I was sitting on the car, there was a group of people. There was a crowd of people watching me sitting in the car, eating with this guy. And then we finished and I left and everyone's like, I can't believe you're still alive. And I was like, what are you talking about? He need a fork. I gave him a fork and I sat with them and had lunch with them. They're like, no, he kills people. And I was like, what? He was nice. I don't know. And then months later there was we were in a party at the there was a party and this guy was I could tell because I really noticed patterns right so I saw this guy was about to hurt a girl and I'm tiny I was like 85 pounds I walked up him and I put my hands on my shoulders and I was like that is not how we treat a lady and this guy who was about to hurt this girl looked over to me and then all of a sudden he looks scared and he goes okay and he turned around and left and it was like oh my mom's trick worked with my hands on my shoulder my it's like oh this worked because i was shaken but what i didn't know <laughs> is that tall black guy, uh, the guy who wore all black was standing behind me and because i gave him a fork months later he was the one who had my back and I had no clue. I thought it was me, but it's not. And that's how the world always happens is the either you can do it yourself or the right person just shows up because you help someone because you knew it was just the thing to do. Oh, I love that so much. I love that in the end, you know, you're standing there in your Superman pose, hands on your hips, and you do not mess with the woman thinking it's mighty Mel coming to the rescue. <laughs> 
But it was Mighty Mel that came to the rescue because you came to the rescue for, with a fork. And then months later, that fork paid back its return. Does that make sense? And so I think it's powerful that you've been able to, at times, listen to those whispers. And I've seen you, you, you do, do a lot of your doodles uh, for Tim's story. So it makes sense that um, you love him so much and you love those whispers because you've been able to tap into actually listening to those whispers. And it sounds like from an early age and allow that to guide you to where even through a brain aneurysm and stroke, even through completely forgetting English and not just, you had to relearn how to speak. Is that not correct? Like you had, yeah. you, how long did it take you to relearn the language? Oh, I'm still, I'm still learning it. There's still, um, I like after my stroke, it was a level four stroke. So I had five words and the wow. humor of the universe. Like, like I was, I, <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something embarrassing about myself. It's <laughs> that's but, okay. It's, We're here for it. Oh yeah, it's just yeah yeah. It's just you and me, right? Yeah. It's just you so, exactly. Just you and me. Okay, friendly conversation. <laughs> I, um, I'm actually I paid for my university in cash, selling magazines door to door. So over the summer, I became the top door to door salesperson all across Canada. So the humor of a salesperson to delete all my English. I had five words. I couldn't read, I couldn't speak, I couldn't hear, and I couldn't write. And so I'm so grateful that I spent the time to like myself because if I, I was, I was in jail inside my head and it was, but I've always been the person that I don't care how I look. I just want to be kind and do the right thing. And the, because the whole thing is embarrassing. Like even just this last week is so embarrassing. I'm, I'm pitching a, a job and you know, when you um, dump brain, all your stuff. So I dump in my phone, I- uh, You brain, brain dumped, dump. yeah, you brain dumped everything. Yeah. So you write it all down. I did all that. And then I, and, and so I blah, blah, blah. And then I made one paragraph and I was like, okay, awesome. And my English, because when everything is deleted and you have to relearning and I've spent it every day for four years, but my English is still not so good. And I made this paragraph and I was so proud of this and I emailed it. Well, no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't email that. No, no, no. I emailed the brain dump to him. Like 30 paragraphs. Oh, my <laughs> So just, I, mean, I love I that so much. So freaking crazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Let it go. Like, we're going to laugh about this. I have brain There's damage. Right. At that point, who cares? I mean, yeah. look what you survived. It's it's almost like it doesn't matter what happens, even if it's embarrassing or not, it isn't gonna be embarrassing because look at what you've been able to overcome. 
What I find really just captivating about all of this is how you really, you used your own brain to fix your own brain because you had such a strong will to live. There was another story that I read, or not read, I got to hear her speak and I got to meet. Her name uh, was Victoria Arlen. She had the book Locked In and she had locked in syndrome for 10 years where she's in a coma. Her brain is 100% fully functioning, um, but her body isn't working. And they are wanting to pull the plug. She can hear these discussions and she can hear her parents fighting for her. And she's literally screaming in her brain, telling her body to show a sign. And for 10 years, she lived like that. But because of her parents' love and her will to live and survive, she finally moved a finger or whatever it was. And then ultimately, now she's an exceptional human being. She's just awesome. And, and you remind me of that. You're yelling in your brain, scream, telling your body what to do from the moment the aneurysm is about to hit. And then you're in the hospital hearing your daughter tell your husband, your dreamy husband, that, hey, daddy, mom's going to be okay. And he's there crying. You have family coming in from across the country and, and sharing space when they never would normally share space because you're mighty Mel and you can make anything happen with the will and desire in your heart. And that is so powerful to me, even to the point of deciding, telling your brain, yep, let's delete English. Let's keep the education and the rest. And I will learn it. And four years later, because this all happened in 2018, your English isn't that bad. And I know that it's probably something that's in your mind as a, as a saleswoman, as someone who's had high success, being able to communicate is so important. But look, in spite of all of that, look at the gift that you give the world, because now you're a doodling um, motivational speaker. And so, guys, if you click on the link above, you'll see her Instagram and you can see what I'm talking about. You'll see reels that she set up. And she actually did a collaboration with one of our very own, Stephen Kuhn, with Butterscotch Moments. And that was an incredible doodle, so incredibly talented. And now you're utilizing words. You're drawing words even. So what was deleted from your brain is now part of the message and the way that you deliver your message. How did you get into doodling and start utilizing that the way that you have? Well, it's part of, it's just what I had to do, right? Because when you can't read and speak, like, like we flipped houses, right? And I was the one that, that read the mortgage. Have you ever actually read a mortgage? We've done it. We've signed a, sorry. Nope. I said, I have not. No. <laughs> okay. Well, we've signed about 20 of them and I've always signed them. And I would find every, every one I had to find mistakes in them every time. And they have weird things in there. So I was this like, uh, and when a, like a motivational would talk about psychology and I would actually find the original one and read the whole thing. Like I was one of those crazy going deep and I was a graphic designer so when you're an entrepreneur you figure it away right so like okay I can't write or speak anymore so I'm a I I was a wedding uh, like a uh, I was a graphic designer for 20 years I won awards for it and so I'm like okay well I can't write like I used to but I can doodle and I can part of being a, a graphic designer you're you take ideas and you say it in pictures. And so when your English is deleted, it makes you see English differently. 
And luckily I can see in pictures. So it became this combination of all the other things, you know, like I'm rigged for a win. I was a professor at a college. I um, was a graphic designer. I graphic de graphic design, photography, um, like all these things that I did set me up to do this perfectly. Like when you don't have the right words, you're like, okay, one of the tools they gave me is um, play out the word. Like if you don't have the words, play it out. And and this is freaking embarrassing. It is so freaking embarrassing because all your words are deleted. They're in my head, but I can't get my mouth to say what I want. So frustrated. Like yesterday, um, um, there was a speaker that was saying these two words and it was so brilliant and I wanted to write them down, but because um, it's like the wiring is all messed up. So I can hear the words. I understand what those words mean, but my mouth can't say them and my hand won't write them down. And so I was like, I went up to my husband. I'm like, hun, can you, can you write down these words? And then he wrote it down for me. And I tried to say it, humbling. And then my friend Corey was over. He's one of my brothers. He he starts laughing hysterically. And my husband, my dreamy husband, he's like, no, 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 you said it wrong. Worthy opendinin. See, I can't even say it yet. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. Wor worthy opendinent. Opendinent. I say, I can't even say the other word. Worthy so, opponent. Thank you. Right? Yes. So yeah, I know worthy saying, opponent. Uh -huh. But my freaking mouth won't say it. And so my husband wants me to be perfect. And and my friend Corey is laughing about it. He's like, oh, we should say it that way. That's hilarious. And I'm like, so in this place of like the old me, I could easily say it like you said it. But new me, I can't say new words unless I've actually slowed down. And I have to slow it right down to like where does the mouth go? Does the sound go to the front of your tongue or the back? And you make one syllable and then you have to say the next one. And then you have to say this word over and over and over. And I have to say it about 30 times before the math, the tell, until you teach your mouth how to say that word. So each one of those words that I'm saying, that means that I've sat down and spent hours and hours saying each word over and over and over. And wow. <laughs> Did you ever stop and say, why me? Like, hey, it's not fair. I, like, no. I, I contributed. No. Mm, so oh, my quick. husband does. Oh, my husband, he, he nope. <laughs> but me, I'm like, there's a reason. I truly believe that they do it for a reason. There's a reason they, they went from highly educated all the way down to couldn't read, speak, you know. And then going back and re-seeing it a different way and that I'm here to be an advocate for these other people that can't, val uh, they can't their voice and to get people to understand mm. because I don't care how I look. I want to care. I care about other people. Like um, we grew up in Gillum. It's in the middle top of Canada. It's up where those white bears are. Yeah, <laughs> the polar bears. Yeah, yeah, very cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So when you live up there in a small town in the middle of the north, you have to look after each other because if someone's broken on the side of the road, they could die and like freeze. So anyone that's broken on the side of the road, you stop and you help them. And makes your mindset a little bit different because it's like if you can help someone, you do. And it, you don't Go ahead, go ahead. You don't oh, the um so I feel like in the hospital when um because it was the the moment when the doctor told my room full of people that there's a 95% for death and less like less than 1 1% that Mel will ever walk and talk again and then my 9-year-old walks up to the doctor and says you don't know my mom she'll be fine and they're like there's a kid in here and this this moment of it's a miracle that I'm still here and it's like I bet you it's those 40 years of doing nice things for people needing nothing back and they all paid me back at that moment and then but that's not even the biggest part of the story like after recovering for a year writing speaking and I'm getting to the point where people can kind of understand me life is great and then in Black Friday I was going around shopping with my kid and one of the things that he said at the hospital is like okay now that you brain these are the seven signs if you've seen two of these seven signs go to the hospital don't run like don't walk freaking run and so it's black friday and i'm like shopping with my kid and i and i convince them to let me to drive again because when you have brain damage um apraxia because i couldn't move my body you never get to drive again and I wanted to prove that I could do it. I live in a small town. I need to drive. And they wouldn't want to let me drive again. So I had to go to six doctors to sign me up and to test me to show that I can actually drive because they've never seen anyone able to move their body what I've been through. And so so I'm driving with my kid. We're shopping. This is great. You know, my 10-year-old, this is awesome. And then I just saw four signs that I need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, oh my goodness, my kid has watched me through hell and I have to go to the hospital. And so I called up my friends thinking like, can you take my kids so they don't have to see me go to the hospital? Cause I have four signs like, and none of my friends could, could pick up my kids. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'm a marketing. All right. Come on, kid. We're going to go to the hospital and we're going to make this fun. And I made this like taking my kid, going to the emergency and telling them that I'm like, I have four signs and they're like, oh shit. And they put me in fast. And, and at the same time, I'm like trying to convince my kid that we're going to Disneyland and I'm trying to have her pretend this is a great time. And, and I'm, and I'm making these stories and trying to have fun. I'm like, look at this glove. Let's take that out. And I was like joking. And, and, and then luckily one of my kids took my kid away and then so now it turns out that there's um the pressure in my head my brain couldn't control the brain so they had to do some emergency brain surgery so that's pretty fun and so now it's december 6th and i'm going for in my third brain surgery so that's pretty fun and i'm like i'm not gonna wreck christmas oh but i 
I was so afraid. And what I've been through in this last year, I truly thought I was going to die. And I'm trying to tell everyone that I'm, I'm okay, but I really thought I was going to die. And my husband is like, I can't tell your family again. Like you have this big, huge family. I can't tell them we're putting you another brain surgery. So I sent them all a text of a straw, of an orange with a straw through it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm getting that done. Um, that's a shunt. So I had a shunt for my head, which drains into my stomach. And then that went sideways. So that surgery didn't work. So then on December 21st, they had to do another emergency brain surgery to fix the pressure in my head. And at this time I was like, there's no freaking way that I'm wrecking Christmas. Like, nope. And I'm, and I'm, I don't recommend three days after day leaving brain surgery that you should go home, but I wanted to be home for Christmas. So three days on the 23rd. <laughs> so on the 21st, I had brain surgery. And on the 23rd, I went home. And that was the last one. But the um, it put me backwards. So I just spent a year recovering, learning to speak and write. And I had to go backwards again. And I was like, goodness. But in no way, it's funny that everyone always asks like, um, that question of um, something. Why like, me? Yeah, like it yeah. was never that but it was always there's always enough pressure to keep me going forward like like if i wasn't doing so like if we didn't have so much going on in our business i wouldn't be so driven like the the damage and the amount that i had to go through and the the team of people we're building two houses and they they weren't doing their job and they needed me. And my dad came and picked me up from the hospital and signed me up and took me to the the store to pick up the stuff that, cause we were building two houses and flipping a house. And so my dad takes me in and again, like I'm rigged for a win, right? So I had about maybe about 25 words and I go into the store and they told me to play word. And, and so I come in <laughs> and I'm trying to hide the the thing the stick so that people don't know I'm from the hospital so I'm hiding all the stuff attached to me and I go in there and I'm I'm walking so slow because at this time the damn like I was in a ten out of ten pain at all time at this time because when you to have to reconnect your nerves there's so much pain in there so I go into the the store to pick up stuff for these two houses that we're missing. And I come up and this guy comes up to ask me help. And I, I'm like, stroke. And he looked at me with his eyes massive. And he's like, my wife had a stroke. I can help you. And I was like, freaking, we're wigged for a win. So I said, okay. And I played out what, what I'm looking for. And he's like, and he would took me to the part of the store to pick out what we needed. And the whole thing was like, and my dad was just like, so proud of me. And so this guy whose wife had a stroke and he can't believe how good I am and what I've been through. And my dad was like, they had so much patience and I was walking so slow and I was picking everything. I'm like, stone, stone, floor. And they're like, okay, inside, outside. And I was pointing things. And then my dad would pick it up and then we put it into our car. 
And then he'd drop me off at the hospital and then he would drive to the shops to keep them the stuff that they needed to do. And then my dad would come the next day to pick up the next stuff. And, and the, that was one of the best things because I needed to be needed. Like I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a driven person. And I find that the other people in the hospital who had a stroke or brain surgery and the thing that they're coming through, they were, your, your identity is ripped instantly. Like everything that was you is gone instantly. And for me, mine was stress. I did nothing wrong. It was stress that sent it. So it's not like someone smashed me or I was addicted or, you know, like the, I don't, I don't know. I just came me this way. I, I love it. And it's, I just love even just listening to you share these things. You're like, I just had brain <laughs> surgery and, you know, my dad checked me out of the hospital for an afternoon so I could basically play charades with the guy at the store to get him to pick up the things that I need so that we can get these people to work. <laughs> I love that even in the hospital through brain surgery, you're still a boss. <laughs> you're still making things happen and life is continually rigged for you to win. Even in the small nuance of that employee having experience with the wife with the stroke. So it allowed him to have the sensitivity and understanding to actually communicate with you. Mighty Mel, okay. you are absolutely incredible. I don't know if I know anyone that can make their body do what you can make your body do. And as we're wrapping up here, the last 12 minutes of, of this segment, I'd love to open it up for anyone in the audience that would like to um, share with Mighty Mel what they thought of her story or maybe ask a question. Alexander. Um, Yes, go hey, ahead. Hey, brother. Ramon. Great session. I just wanted to, hey, Mighty Mail, great time. Can you just share about the business side of Mighty Mail? I see her doodles, see her drawings. I hear what you do with Stephen Kuhn. But can you just recap uh, what it is, why we should buy it? Like, just recap what it's about. I, I, I see the drawings, but how do I use it in my business? I wasn't so clear on that. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm a business coach. Um, I do graphic design for people, but mostly the thing that I'm doing, I have a, a business group that I helped um, doing marketing and sales for people. That's the, the main thing that I do. People come to me to make them good money and make their business really simple and easy. Is that helpful? That's very helpful. And I love how clear and concise you're actually able to communicate what it is that you do, which means you're spending a lot of time in that space and you feel confident there. So definitely, if you want the type of business where you can <laughs> break through any barrier, crash through any ceiling, Mighty Mel is definitely the coach for you. If anyone else would like to unmute and share something with Mighty Mel, maybe a comment, maybe a thought, maybe a question, go ahead and unmute and say your name. This is Naida. Good morning. This, hi, Naida. And then Mary Lynn, I saw you next. So go ahead, Naida. Okay. Um, Mighty Mel, I'm I'm incredibly inspired by your story. I recently sustained a minor injury to the head and face. Um, and I've been concerned about what long or short-term damage there may have been. I have gone to get x-rays or whatever, and um, so far, so good. Um, but I just wanted to thank you and... I wanted to thank you for inspiring and for showing those of us who may have been doubting what their human body can do, 
um, showing what a miraculous machine and computer that you have in your mind and how you were able to take charge even with um, all capabilities not firing at the same time. So this is Naida, I'm leading with love and light. I'm done speaking. Thank you so much. And yeah, 100%, um, having goals is the biggest thing and just keep practicing because as, and having more emotion when you're doing it, you, I truly believe that you can do way more than you think you can do. And one of the things, one of the, the in the hospital when they're recovering me, they're like, okay, now you're good enough. You need to, you don't have to tell people that you have brain damage. And I was like, what? They're like, oh yeah, don't want to tell, don't tell people that you have brain damage because they'll say this or that and that. And I was like, no, if I hide myself, that tells me that I'm not good enough. Like I, I want to show people that I have brain damage and want people to know because it, it, my brain damage makes me look like I'm drunk. I will do stuff like it was in a store. And when I get emotion, I look like I'm strong. It looks like I'm um, drunk and it's freaking embarrassing. But if people knew what is brain damage and what happened, they'd be like, oh, and maybe they'd have a little bit more um, patience with it. Mel, did we lose you? No, I'm there. Oh, okay, you finished. Okay, perfect. I wasn't sure. Okay, Mary Lynn, go ahead, friend. Yes, I'll just say two quick things. One is I just love watching Mighty Mel because I remember when she first joined Glenn's Elite and just, you know, Glenn was always going to put her on stage. It was so clear she was made for something big. So I just love watching this evolution. And second is it didn't hit me until today. I have been talking to a few people about, I fell off a ladder, like t almost 15 feet. If you count the 10 feet I was up and I'm five, four, you know, um, hit the uh, concrete, my head bounced off and I just went inside. I didn't go get checked out. And then lately I've been saying, oh, you know, it feels like I'm losing words. I wonder if it's my head injury. And I'm going to stop that because... I was in gifted language arts and sometimes I'm losing words. It could be age. It could be the, the fall, but I'm going to stop blaming anything on that and just work harder at it. And, you know, know that my brain can do more. And I love that mighty Mel cause I did not put it together until today. And so if I sound a little flustered, it's because I'm feeling like hot in the face and emotional about it. So that is so awesome. Thank you, Mel. Thank well, you. And, and life is already rigged for you to what Mary Win, Lynn? Yes. It's a win. That's right. You're winning. Who else would I, like to share with Mighty Mel? I Flash. sorry, one Go thing. Ahead. Um, in my YouTube, I did started record some of the um exercise that they had me do to help my brain and to remember my words. And it, these these games are so weird. And they so I recorded them and put on um I have to upload the more of them but um check them out on the youtube because they're free and it's crazy these exercise fixed a lot of other things on top of then our words that's helpful and what is your youtube by the way is it just mighty mel is it easy if they just search you for mighty mel on youtube i think if you would find it if you dm me i will i will find the link for it awesome dr jamicia i saw that you unmuted go ahead queen Good morning, uh, Mighty Mel. I, when I first started listening to 
you speak this morning, I was thinking, man, because I don't know your story. I was thinking, oh, she's struggling. And as as, um, you continued, I was like, wow, she is and she's triumphing. She's she is really using her mind to change her disposition in this horrible uh, illness, the situation that had happened. And so I find that amazing. And I just love your story. And I'm, I'm so glad that I was here to, to hear it. Thank you. Thank you. And my, yeah, Mighty Mel, to that point, it's interesting because I got to see you speak. I got to see your face, right? And so what I found actually just captivating and not just listening to your powerful words, listening to the almost childlike optimism that with which you speak, like I just love it. But I would see you close your eyes sometimes to stop, to think, and I love that you own it. You're not embarrassed that sometimes you have to slow down. You're not, you don't care that sometimes you get spun around and you know, need to kind of be guided back because you're willing to do it regardless. And that to me is so powerful because how many times have we stopped ourselves from doing something because we're nervous that we'll look embarrassed, that we'll embarrass ourselves or we stop ourselves because, oh, well, we can't do it right. How many people actually won't even allow themselves to public speak? to you know, get on stage and speak and hear someone who completely lost English four years ago, completely lost the ability to write, to speak, to read. Now, not only has she relearned these things, she's getting on stages and speaking even when it's not perfect. Mighty Mel, you are so inspiring um, to me and your willingness to do it without it, expecting yourself to be perfect while you're doing it. And I think that that's really, really, really says something about who you are. Uh, it, it makes me happy to know that there are people that are willing to push themselves uh, it, through all the things. And I always say that oftentimes we live life because of, but when really it's in spite of, in spite of your difficulties, you've built a big business. In spite of you losing language, you're a motivational speaker. In spite of losing the ability to to write, you are a doodler and you doodle these incredible things for high-level people. Mighty Mel, you are absolutely incredible. I would love everyone that's here with me right now, if you guys can unmute and let's give Mighty Mel a cheer. Come on, on, Mighty Mel. Can you do what she did? Could you show up the way she did? Because I'm telling you right now, there's so few people. Mighty male. Yes. Come on, guys. Come on, come on, guys. Because literally, in spite of a brain aneurysm, in spite of a stroke, in spite of losing language abilities, in spite of all these things, she never said, why me? She always said through it that life is rigged for me to win. So in spite of all those things, she always saw herself as winning. Mighty Mel, you're a true inspiration, my sister. I am so blessed that I got to not just hear your story, but I got to share your story with this audience today. Guys, please connect with Mighty Mel, not just on here. Let's get her some follows here on Clubhouse. She's at the 1,000 mark, so that's awesome. That happened today in this room. That makes me so happy. Go yeah. over to Instagram. Yeah, you broke the 1K, girl. Come on. Oh, and, amazing. <laughs> and let's make sure we're going to her Instagram. It's pinned right up top. 
Go support her posts. Go see her talent. I mean, it is unbelievable seeing her draw. If you see those commercials and different things online where someone's talking and someone's doodling what they're talking, that's what she does. And she does them on these incredible coasters. Mighty Mel, what is it? We have two minutes left. So really quickly, what's any last words you'd like to share with the audience or anything that you know is on your heart? Where can they find you if they want to work with you? Finish us off really quickly before we pass the, the, the mic over to Mr. Ramon. Yeah, there's um, in my bio, there's a link for my weight to get into my business group if you would like to. And I love the moment that my husband was, I was coaching one of my clients and my husband came up and, and she's like, oh yeah, I love Mel because she has brain damage. I chose the brain damage coach. And I was like, oh my goodness, really? <laughs> the, but you know what? You just have to rock what you have, right? And that's what marketing is, is like, I am the worst speaker. My words are all messed up. They're all weird and it's inspiring. And I tell people the marketing, I'm like, no, talking to me is like a game. This is fun. So I really, the reason I'm on stage is to tell people that, well, if I can do it, at least you can try. And maybe you're a little less embarrassing than what I'm doing because I do embarrassing things all day <laughs> and I just keep moving forward because I'm alive and uh, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. I love that and I have to tell you, first off, nothing that you do is embarrassing. Secondly, um, did you guys hear what I heard? She said, click the link if you want to join the wait. <laughs> the waiting list come on now queen in spite of all these things her business is growing uh mighty mel you are all inspiring connect with this wonderful human being that has shown us all that life truly is rigged in our favor for us to win and in spite of all things you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So make sure that today you don't just get here and are listening to an inspiring story and feel inspired for 10 minutes. Take this inspiration, take this motivation and put it into implementation, remembering that you already have all the greatness inside of you. You are saturated in that greatness. You simply have to surrender to it. Remember that life is always rigged for you to win. Mighty Mel, we love you. We thank you so much. And to everyone in this room, whether I know you or not, remember this, I love you. Do you guys know why? Just because. Just because. Just because. For no other reason, you don't have to earn my love. You've already got it unconditionally. My name is Alexander Gonzalez Ramon. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.